Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome back to Ghost in the Valley. Today I have my very first blogger on the show. I came across the blog as I was surfing through Twitter and Facebook, and this one really interests me a lot. It was uh, called Lucy in the Afterlife, and you can find it on This Weird Chicks blog. You just go to www.thisweirdchicksblog.com and search for Lucy in the Afterlife. It is absolutely phenomenal. And I'm excited that I have Paula Bianchi on the show today. First, I want to give a shout out to the Beer Latte Show podcast. I was a guest on their show, and thank you very much. It is a great, great podcast, so check that one out. Also, if you would please go to to Apple Podcast and review and rate Ghost in the Valley podcast, I'd, I'd really appreciate that. So let's continue now with Paula Bianchi the creator and mastermind behind this Weird Chicks blog. Hello, Paula. Yes, hi. This is Al from uh, Ghost in the Valley podcast. Yes, yes, I recognize your voice. Oh, thank you. Thank you. I'm so happy you invited me. And you're all the way from the west coast of California. Yes, in the Bay Area. And I'm all the way on the other side by Cleveland. (laughs) Actually, I'm like 70 miles southeast of Cleveland in a little village. And it has been extremely warm here, like 90 two yesterday, 90 today, heat index over 100. We're not used to that. Oh, that's why I like the Bay Area. It's got the best weather. We have a built-in air conditioner. It's called fog. Okay, so you are a blogger, and you are uh, probably one of my first bloggers on the show. Oh, I'm honored. Where did you get started? I mean, what what got you interested in blogging? Um, Well, actually, I was more interested in writing a book, and I was exerting all my effort for that, and going nowhere with it. So I took one of my book ideas and I converted it into this blog. And then um, for fear of not having enough to write about, that's when I created my Lucy in the Afterlife series. And that's the one I'm reading now. That's the 
that is absolutely i mean i just totally love it i mean I can't wait for the, you know, each vlog is something different. Yeah, I don't know what to call it either. Installment, <laughs> episode, I just, it's a series. So I say stay tuned at the end of each one. <laughs> right, so you, you haven't written any books or novels on this? Oh, I've written books, but they're in my drawer with lots of rejection letters. Well, you could go independent, I mean, like on Amazon or... Yeah, that's true. But I, I stopped... Um, just started getting back into writing when I started my blog because I had shoved a few manuscripts in my drawer and felt defeated and then I had to pick myself up and start all over again and now they do things differently back in my day I just mailed them to the people now you do everything online right I mean things have changed so much over the past few years yes but my first book was a children's book and then Harry Potter came out and I realized how uh, deficient my book was. <laughs> I've had a couple other authors on the show in the past, also on uh, the paranormal, and uh, you know some have you know pub uh, main publishers and others do it on their own. Right. Uh, probably the getting a publisher would be the best way to go. I'm, I'm thinking. Oh well, the first time I hit publish on my blog, I was just ecstatic. I was like, I published something. <laughs> I mean, do you have like any degrees in literature? Or? No, no, I did uh, attend a couple writing courses. One was for um, the Institute of Children's Literature, and the other was a romance um, institute or something along those lines uh, for a romance novel. Yeah, so I was uh, when I was reading your blog, you know, I'd like. Sounds like you had some, maybe some past history in writing. Mainly what my, uh, what I've done most of my life is just immersed myself in the paranormal and uh, metaphysical. And that's where my love of ghosts came from. Okay, because I remember, I was, I was trying to think, how did I come across you? I think you contacted me after I um, shared my, my own ghost story with my daughter. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm, that's right. I think it was, was it on Twitter? Yes, on Twitter. Or Facebook, and I go in different groups and see who would fit on the show because paranormal is a big field yeah and when i when i came across the lucy and the afterlife i'm like i started reading i'm like wow this is really good yeah and that just pulls everything of my own experiences and and everything that i've seen on all the ghost shows that i love especially the dead files i i love how amy allen describes the afterlife and i use a lot of that in my imagery when i'm writing my Lucy series. And when I went out looking for ghost stories, 20 years ago I did a uh, documentary on Ghost in the Valley. And when I started asking for ghost stories, I was surprised on how many phantom phone calls or life after death experiences I received. You know, and your Lucy in the afterlife, a lot of it hits home with emails and contacts I from different callers. Right. You know, I mean, it just all connects the afterlife. <laughs> you know, yeah. Because either you either believe in it or you don't, you know. Yeah, I find that true with almost anything in a paranormal field. Right. Oh, the best thing is to see non-believers become believers. I, I just love whenever I see that happen. Right, because they're curious. On They say they don't believe, but, you know, maybe. There might be something out there, you know. Right. Well, there has to be a reason why they're there to hear anything about it anyway. They're just in denial, I think. Right. So what really inspired you for Lucy and the Afterlife? Just, uh previous shows you watched? Well, through the course of writing my blog, you know, first I started with my own ghost story, and then I did a, a series of three articles about ghosts and spirits, and 
if you read one, I think it was the last one I wrote of that, I wrote that a story was cooking in my head, and that's when I came up with Lucy after writing the attachment um, about how ghosts can attach themselves to you. And so it just gave me a whole imagery of Lucy, uh, and I named her Lucy through the pendulum. The pendulum spelt out Lucy for me, and that was how I got the name for my character. When you say ghost attached to you, are you talking about like a spirit guide? No, ghost attachments as in they're passing by, they like you, and they attach to you. Because whether maybe you're a drug addict and they want to continue doing drugs or um, for malicious reasons or... You know, they even when you're first born in the hospital, because that's where a lot of these supposed entities or, or spirits roam and hang around, and they're just trying to find someone of like energy that they could attach to and continue to live life like they're living. How do you come up with your characters, I mean, for the stories? Well, I started off with the main character that I had to, you know, create her family and then through the course of her learning about the afterlife, I've come up with like Keith, the tour guide or, you know, different spirits in her house. Um, there, I knew that I wanted to have her house be, you know, uh, haunted, but not in a, a malevolent way. I wanted it to be um, benign and just that she was meeting these spirits that were living with her. And then um, I've taken some of my own experiences, like, for instance, the character Dobson is a little boy who's um, haunting the house, and he liked to steal things from the family. And um, Lucy finds this out, and when he shows her his stash, when she points out the periwinkle yarn and that he took it from her, that actually happened to me in real life. So I weave it in with my own ideas of what has happened to me, you know, spiritually or, or I, with my ghost in the house. And then um, also through the ideas of the metaphysical and what the other uh, side is like and and then most of it's really based off of Amy Allen and how she describes what she sees on her walks. And then your subject matter, that's that's just uh, like a lot of it's personal. Could be connect, it could be connected to some personal experiences. Right. So they say, write what you know. So, yep, so that's why I try to intertwine. So, you know, Lucy's going, like right now, she's going to um, get her daughter to use a pendulum to talk with her. Well, that happened to me in real life. I wrote about it in another article about automatic writing and the pendulum in my metaphysical se section. So I'm just kind of carrying over those thoughts and ideas into Lucy experiencing it. So the same way that my mom got me to pick up the pendulum after she passed is what I'm doing with Lucy and her daughter, Emma. I've talked to uh, a few priests and preachers about you know, ghosts and spirits, and, and I was told to uh, be very, very careful on the investigations, you know, because there's a thin line between a good spirit and an evil spirit. Yeah, they follow you home. Right, they attach to you, and uh, right, you can carry it from one destination to another. Right. And that's one thing my wife was always uh, concerned about, don't bring that crap home, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and that's my husband, too. He said the same thing. I tried ghost hunting twice. And then I stopped. As I'm sitting here talking to you, I'm looking at the cross on my wall, you know. <laughs> but, you know. 
Uh, yeah, I take the, I take it pretty serious. I do like the way you connect, you know, with your spirit guides and the Lucy and everything, you know, how you're connected to, uh, to God, to heaven, you know, trying right. to, trying to get there and she can actually go anytime she wants, but she's just not ready yet. Exactly. And I find that true on a lot of the investigations I was on when I asked the, uh, the priest, cause I knew a personal exorcism that he had done years ago. And I was trying to get him to talk about it, but he was no way going to talk about it. You know, matter of fact, one of my first guests on the podcast a year ago was a paranormal investigator out of uh, New York, and he disagreed with what I was saying, which is which is cool, you know. But he says he doesn't believe in leading a spirit to the light or moving a spirit on, you know, be, because okay. there is no heaven, there is no hell. So what are you leave, what are you moving the spirit to? So, you know, so his, mm. his thought process is you're not, and his everybody on his team were either atheist or agnostic. So what are you leading the spirit to? So his thought was, you're just killing the spirit. So oh. you're, not, you're not moving it on, you're killing it. Then I, then I did a few others and I got, the, <laughs> I got the same response, but I find that to be about 50, 50 that, uh, a lot believe you, you do move it on to another destination heaven or heaven right. or hell and others believe that there is no heaven so and there is but they all agree on there is an evil spirit out there or a, a, def, a separation between good and evil right well there's times that i i feel that you know coming to earth is hell so we're we're living in hell that's why all the the evil and uh, malicious spirits are wandering around trying to influence us. And we're in a battle trying to choose to do good or bad. Right. And a lot of things, you know, when I read your your uh, blog on Lucy, I look at her son, you know, who's being torn with the drugs, you know, and she's just, you know, just get that evil out of him and just, but he has to do it himself. Right. I thought that was very well written. Right. And he will. Eventually, she's going to make it so he does clean up his act but that's going to be a whole nother story <laughs> <laughs> yeah I was, I was just gonna ask you how long do you plan on uh, carrying on with lucy in the afterlife well with the way she's going i can make her go for quite a while and then um because i don't want to say what her ultimate goal is but um yeah i can make her go even beyond the point where i see is the final point you know when she gets to this where i'm heading her to then she could even, I could tell, continue her story from that point on, too. So I, I could imagine I could do this for quite a while. When I first joined Twitter, I was um, targeting my audience for, you know, all the ghost people, you know, uh, investigators, psychics, you know, you name it. I was friending them, you know, following them, watching them, you know. And then I got into the, it led me to the writing community, and that's where I just, felt embraced all these people are are supporting you because they're all in the same boat all trying to promote their own you know work and getting everybody to read it and that's the key i think with the uh with social media now that you there's so many uh possibilities out there right to gain a wider audience when i first got into uh ghost in the valley uh, my very first podcast i think there was around three hundred and fifty thousand podcasters now today there's over a million so wow it's growing really quick 
I'm not real familiar with blogging. Right. So maybe I could do blogging with my podcast, but that takes up so much time. I know, I know it has to take up time for you to write and come up with a story for in the next episode. Right. Well, I have more than one category. I have categories for the metaphysical. I, I also write about the mind games we play in our heads. Um, you know, let's say acceptance, betrayal, you know, those kind of things. Mm-hmm. I like the mind games. That was That's interesting. Yeah. Those are fun to write. I just sit down with a subject. I'll think, okay, I'm going to write, like my next article I want to write is about feeling overwhelmed. So I put the title up there, and I put by Paula Bianchi, and then I wait. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then stuff starts coming to me, and I just write it out. Right. Plus, you also have on there, uh, you recognize other writers, too, and, and their works. Yes, under my recommended uh, reading category, right. So that's really cool that you give a shout-out to other writers. And a lot of them, they don't even realize that they were... Um, my influences, like Tara Sutphin, with her and her um, uh, automatic writing CD, that's where I really felt that I've touched upon the spiritual side and connected with my spirit guide. So, you know, without her even knowing it, she's been my mentor. And then there's other psychic books I've listed on there. I think Kim Russo. No, I just bought her book, so I'm reading that um uh, right now and I really like it and but you know I saw I can't even think of them all offhand because there's so many listed on there but my very first book was by um that I got me into the metaphysical um and the paranormal was a book by Dr. Brian Weiss and it was many lives many uh, masters and from that book on it was it all about metaphysical I was hooked. And do you consider yourself a psychic or medium? Um, I feel that I'm empathic and that I can necessarily. There's been times I've been standing next to somebody and I've correctly said how they're feeling or just because I could feel it. You know, I could, I start feeling anxious. So I look at them, are you feeling okay? Well, yeah, I'm a little upset. You know, but I'm like, whoa, okay. So that scares me sometimes when it happens. But I pay more attention to it now, especially after. Um, doing the automatic writing and working with the pendulum. I had an instance where I was working with the pendulum, and I was used to it. It, uh, it moves in a certain way, and it takes it a long time to slow down. And all of a sudden, one day, it just stopped abruptly. And I'm like, whoa, what's going on? Something bad's happening. And I do have a friend who can see spirits. And when I told her what happened to me, she said, oh, your mom's coming to me right now telling me they shut it down because um, somebody came through to to get to me. My molester was trying to come through the, the pendulum. Oh, yeah, I follow psychics. If, if they could have um, trading cards for psychics, I would have them probably. <laughs> I follow them all. Tip coffee, um, Michelle Bellinger, um, uh, Teresa Caputo, even a psychic that I've named in um, in my story, and Lucy, she's she's going to be coming. I've introduced her as the housekeeper, and her her name's Catherine, but she wants to be called Cat. And I came up with Cat K A T from Kim Russo, Amy Allen, and Teresa Caputo. People carry around different spirits that go with you, and they send you signs. They will send you signs when they're 
um, hanging around you. It's just we don't always see it or take the time to even notice. Right, exactly. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I was looking through your, your acknowledgments to these other writers. I was looking, well, you know, you're, you're interested, interested in the uh, in karma, you know, psychics and life after death and a lot of things that uh, I'm interested in, you know. It goes hand in hand. If, you, if you're interested in ghosts, it's all part of it. What was your, you say you have a ghost experience in your house? Yes, when we bought our house, um, the real estate lady had to um, ex- tell us that uh, someone had committed suicide in the home. It's a law in California that they have to tell you that. And so at the time, my husband and I didn't think much of it. We said, oh, yeah, yeah, you know, we're going to buy the house. It was a good deal, you know. And so I think we were living here for about a year and stuff started happening. Um, I found his picture um, in one of the cabinets, it was up against the wall. So when I first put everything away and um, had kind of wiped the shelves and everything, I didn't notice it. But then this time I pulled it out and there was a picture of him. And we had already been getting mail from um, him. So I knew his name was Robert. And so after that, I heard my name. Someone said my name in my left ear. I turned around to respond and nobody was there. And then one night, um, our phone was off the hook, and, you know, it makes a sound beep, 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 beep. So my husband went to go check, and um, there was nobody up. The phone was off the hook, and he comes up, and he goes, you got your wish. We got a ghost, because he knew I was always interested in ghosts. Then it just progressed and got worse. I started feeling heaviness on top of me in the morning. Only when my husband got up and went to work early, it would happen. And um, started freaking out. The only person I shared it with was my sister-in-law. And uh, told, then I finally told Alan he thought I was crazy. My husband thought I was crazy. Oh, you're just imagining it. Until one day my daughter, she noticed, she started crying when we came home. And I said, what's the matter? And she said, I hear a man's voice telling me to run away. And then he, I go, well, what else does he tell you? Well, that I'm his daughter and you're his wife. I'm like, holy <laughs> crap. The heaviness in the morning, it started feeling sexual. And I was a little worried. So we prayed him away. That, that You know, I get a lot of those. And I like my own personal experience when I was younger growing up, you know. And, you know, my parents just wouldn't. It happened to my sister and I. And my parents just never believed us. You know, it wasn't until we were, yeah. we were moving Four, four or five years later, out of, out of this house, and it was never violent. It was a young girl that always just stood in front of my sister's room and would just stare at her right. and then just go back, you know. And I would just always see the light. I'd never seen the actual ghost. And I would hear hear things always in the house, you know, footsteps up the steps, uh, uh, breathing in the walls, scratching in the walls. Uh, you, I heard all that but never actually seen her until the night before we left. We moved out of the house, and my sister yelled over. Her her bedroom was next to mine. So she said, do you see her? And as soon as I looked up, she was, like, standing at the end of my bed. Wow, you finally saw her. But she was about the same age as my sister, and uh, it was, like I say, it was never violent. But uh, we were moving the, the next day. The landlord giving back my mother the uh, security deposit and he was thanking her for uh, staying and being a good tenant and blah 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 and 
My mother said, well, I loved it here, but the kids were always scared. So it was household haunted, you know. And she laughed about it. And the guy never laughed. He looked right at my mother and said, but a young girl did hang herself in the attic in 1897. Wow. He said that she was one of the only ones he knew that rented the house that didn't see that didn't see her. <laughs> but, you know, and it kind of wow. blew my mind. Finally, I got somebody on my side. But, you know, my mother and dad never still believed him. We made things up or it was a car going by or there was always an excuse for what we were looking at, you know. And then years later, my sister had a client who came to her and said he lived in the same house when she was asking for him for her his address. And it was the same house we grew up in, you know. Yeah, can I ask you a question? He asked her, and my sister said, was, was that house haunted? You know, and my sister had to call me as soon as she got home from work. And it's like, you're not going to believe this, you know. <laughs> but the dude said it was really violent with him. Really? With him, it was violent? They were a rough crowd, uh, fights in the house. And so, you know, and she would re- would respond with nice being thrown off the counter or the couch lifting up on one end if they're on it. My sister said, no, that never happened to us, you know. Wow. Well, she didn't like them. And uh, also, he ended up dying in that house on a house fire a couple years after that. So I don't know. I mean, the house is not is no longer there. You can, if you go by the area, you can't even tell the house was ever there. No driveway, nothing. And do you ever regret that she didn't help her cross over? No, I, I, I do regret it thinking back on it. But, you know, at the time, we didn't know nothing about passing over. You know, being four, I was right. 14 and my sister probably 12. You know, so we didn't, there was no, I never had no thoughts of passing over or, or heaven or hell. You know, I, you know, just, it was a ghost, you know, or a spirit. And now looking back on it, yes, uh. If somebody had said, you know, it's okay to, you can move on. or, And that's usually right. what the, what the uh, priest told me when I was talking to him is basically that's what they do when they go and they bless a home. You're getting out evil spirits out of a home, you know, and removing the evil and replacing it with God's love, you know. That's how he, would, he put it to me. And if there is uh, something else in that house, they just say it's okay to move on. Right. That's why I try to show in Lucy that these people, they're just people. You know, they, they are choosing to stay for a reason. They have their own reasons. But they can also be helped to see that they could cross over. That's why I like how Amy Allen handles, you know, her investigations and giving them an out. And Kindred uh, Spirits does the same thing. Um, when Ghost Adventures first started, it used to make me mad when Zach and his gang were, like, antagonizing the ghosts. And, and the whole while I'm thinking, yeah, they're just people. And you're walking into their house and you're disrupting them. Right. Exactly. Because I find out that in uh, most churches, and I found that most right. preachers, pastors, priests, they do not talk about this. They talk about God. <laughs> they talk about, you know you know, going to heaven and serving God. But, you know, they they don't talk about exorcisms. They don't talk about evil spirits. They don't talk about ghosts or, or anything in, like, the paranormal field. And I said another difference was, like, you know, say between Methodist and Catholic churches. Yes, uh, Methodists believe if when you die, you're going either to heaven or hell. 
I mean, there, there's no waiting period. Right. So and no other place to go. Whereas, as Catholics yeah. believe, there's like a purg- purgatory, to where you're judged and you know look you're looking back on your life and, uh, so there's a little difference there. So your purgatory could be that spirit world you're in, I guess, you know, uh, mm-hmm. and yet there, you have other believers who just believe that you can go to heaven and still visit. So I don't I don't know I, I did right. uh. It seems to me that most most of the ones I've come in contact with are ones I haven't moved on yet. True. On reading your blog, it kind of like with Lucy, you know, when you had mentioned, you know, she can go anytime, and I told her, you know, you can go anytime you want, you know, because she was afraid right. if she stuck around, she wasn't gonna, she couldn't move on to heaven. Exactly. But now she knows. She knows that she can. It's just a matter of choice, and just showing how free will continues in the afterlife. Is the same as when we're living. That that never falters. You had mentioned about the Ouija board. Oh yeah, Ouija board. Yeah, I had a I my my girlfriend and I had Ouija boards when we were young, and um, they start off really fun. You think, oh, this is the greatest thing, and then all of a sudden, they both started swearing at us almost exact same day. She had one at her house, and I had one at my house. And they just started swearing at us, and we just stopped using them. From that moment on, I never touched another one. What brought me back to the talking to the priest was when I was telling him about, about doing my uh, uh, documentary on ghosts. And uh, he said if he could give me any any advice about, you know, being careful out there. But also, if you have anything in your home, like a, a Ouija board or anything satanic, you know, in your house, to remove it. Because that attracts evil spirits yeah it's like a it's a door especially if you don't close it right which i'm sure my girlfriend and i didn't do and we were just lucky that you know nothing followed us around or anything yeah and some people feel the same way you know for just about anything where you're you're um, contacting spirits um it can be dangerous same with automatic writing and with um the pendulum too i make sure i do a lot of prayers of protection and surrounding yourself with white light. It's really important. The house I live in now, we just bought like three years ago. And my wife and I are, are non-smokers. But the person we bought the house off of was a chain smoker. When I'm in a certain room at certain times, I can smell heavy, heavy like cigarette smoke. And there's nobody oh, wow. there, you know, walking to another another section and it's gone you know and it happens it's happened like three or four right. times her name was greta so and i would say it's okay greta you can go <laughs> yeah or tell her hey please greta smoke outside <laughs> so i think you know certain spirits can leave you signs like uh like you you know that cold breeze that goes past you or uh, somebody smoked a cigar, you could smell the cigar or cigarette. or Exactly. Yeah, they have lots of ways to to see. They even move things. They can even make bugs or, or animals react differently around you. It, it's really weird, this different signs that I have seen from our family that's on the other side. But you know what? I found out I could feel the presence sometimes, and not, it won't be registered on a recorder. I can actually feel something there. Well, we always do that. We always try to rationalize. Mm-hmm. A lot of people still don't believe, and and others do. So, just like in uh, 
this weird chick's blog. <laughs> you know, they, they're going to they're going to consider you yeah. weird or. I just I just like the sound of that. I whenever I tell somebody the name of my blog, my blog, they always um, kind of chuckle. Yeah, I like the rough about night when I seen it. So I like that. <laughs> <laughs> and then when I went to search through the domain, uh, I had no problem. Nobody had that name. Yeah, that's that, that's unique. Yeah. So you working on anything else? Uh... No, just mainly my my blog right now. Just because I, I'm having a hard time finding time to write with everything that's happening now. And plus having two appliances break down in, in one week, I haven't had any time to write Lucy, so I feel so guilty that I don't have a, um article to post for her tomorrow. So I'll probably have to reblog you know, a previous article about her. So, um, but I, I'm trying to get back into gear again. So, do you use like WordPress? Um, yes, my blog's on WordPress, and um, composing my articles on there. Um, sometimes there's glitches on the on their program or whatever. So, I find it easier to do my. Um, I write my workout in um, Microsoft Word. And then I just copy and paste it into um, my blog. I found it's a lot easier, and I sidetrack a lot of their um, glitches and stuff. But it's hard getting a lot of people to follow you on there. Great. Hopefully, you uh, you get a few followers from this podcast. When I started my podcast, my wife said, you could pick any subject out there, and you pick paranormal. You know, it's like, well, it always interested me. And with my experience, and my interest is still there. So I don't think it's going to go nowhere. Well, it sounds more than an interest. It sounds like you have a passion for it. Yeah, I have a passion and a uh, experience. You know. Yes. Uh, I'm going to continue reading uh, Lucy and the Afterlife. Totally love that. Thank you. Yeah, I wrote more than I thought I did. When I scroll through them too, I think, wow, I wrote all. Now, are you this. like on any type <laughs> of uh, time schedule? Or? Well, I try to post every Tuesday and Fridays. And Tuesdays are usually um, Lucy days, and Fridays are either mind games or uh, metaphysical articles. And those are those are totally different I've... from Lucy. Yes, yeah, Lucy's like because Lucy's fictional, and you know I'm writing about her separately, and then all the mind games and the metaphysical that all has to do with the books that I've read, and I take things from my um, therapy, from going through therapy. I think I went through therapy four times now. And so um, everything I've learned, I try to share and pass on through the mind games uh, articles. Yes, because we all do it. We all play those stupid games in our heads. Our dialogue is constantly going in our heads. I'm just trying to help you steer right, it. You know, and people <laughs> love drama, you know, so it's like, uh, or if, if, oh, if yeah. they don't have drama, they try to create drama, you know. And I think that's why exactly. Facebook is so popular is because you have all this drama on there. Somebody asked me an interesting yeah. question the other day. It's like, what the... Uh, coronavirus do you think that a spirit or ghost could pass the coronavirus on i thought that and i did not answer that <laughs> you know because if, if a spirit or ghost yeah. can, go, can enter your body or you say you, you can carry it from one place to another right well if you look at it, how everything usually goes down here i consider earth a school and coronavirus has happened for a reason it's to teach us a lesson in something and if we're not getting it We'll have to repeat it over and over. History keeps repeating itself. And until we do differently and choose to be better than what we were in the past, we will continue to be faced with these things. Yeah, I thought that was a very interesting question. And 
Because if you can, if you yeah. can smell cigarette smoke, if you can smell something that's in that room of that person, maybe the perfume or whatever, why wouldn't you have a virus? Believe it. That's an interesting question. You know. Yeah. All right, uh, Paula, thank you for being on the show, and I uh, uh, put your links on there to your blog and uh, website. Thank you. I'm so happy to have met you. Thank you so much. I want to thank Paula for being on the show today. And please go to thisweirdchicksblog.com. And all the information will be in the show notes, the links to her blog. Thank you very much. I'm your host, Al Cooley, Ghosts in the Valley. slots you can get lucky just about anywhere dearly beloved we are gathered here today to has anyone seen the bride and groom sorry sorry we're here we were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time no lucky land casino with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry in that case i pronounce you lucky play for free at luckylandslots.com daily bonuses are waiting no purchase necessary void were prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply see website for details